The Appalachian Mountains are home to some of the most famous myths, legends, and mysteries in the world. Bigfoot, Mothman, Missing 411. We've all heard a tale or two from Appalachia. However, today we're going to discuss three lesser-known stories, from a hideous creature covered in warts and other blemishes, an encounter with an alien-like monster, to a race of short, bearded, white-skinned people. Here are three legends that you might not have heard about from the Appalachian states. Happy New Year, ghosties. I'm Kayla. And I'm Kaylin. And this is Ghostie, a podcast where we discuss all things true crime and paranormal. Let's get into it. About damn time. <laughs> <laughs> We're so happy to be back. We missed you guys. We did. And it's been about three hours of trying to get oh, our new software our set new, up. We're trying to figure it we out. We got it done. We have new mics. We do it for you. And we also have two guests here. First episode back, and we have two guest stars with us today. Yay! <laughs> we have Jay and Damien. The friends of the pod. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to What's introduce up, yourselves? gentlemen? Not much. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Hello, I'm Damien. Thank you for having us. And I'm Gerald, or Jay. <laughs> yes. So, do we believe in ghosts? Do we believe in aliens? Yeah. Like, tell us about yourself. Um, aliens, I think it is very arrogant to assume that we are the only life in the universe. And as far as ghosts, with my own personal experiences, I would have to say, yeah. Ooh. Very much the same. <laughs> aliens exist. They have to. And yeah, Same guess, different font. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> so, ghost story, what's that about? That is a very long story. Do you want to hear it now? I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> Um, so my aunt was unfortunately murdered in 2003 and uh, she had a tendency to knock like a police officer, um, as in a very just loud, like bang, 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 bang. Right. And, um, shortly after she died, my mother was laying on the couch. She couldn't sleep. My stepfather was out doing newspapers. It was about 2 a.m. And she heard that knock on the door. No way. She opened the door and nobody was there. And she called him. He immediately came home. He was outside with his flashlight, just looking around. Nothing there. So after that, things started happening. She was a very big fan of um, hair metal, Metallica, Guns N' Roses. And if those songs were ever playing on the radio, it would spike up. It would turn. We'd go to turn it down, and our the hair on our arms would be standing up. Um, if we were playing, like, Guitar Hero and we were playing a Metallica song, we messed up. It would freeze and play the notes correctly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, she would turn on my PlayStation when I was just in my bedroom at night because I would play it with her. Mm-hmm. Um, she, my sister started sleepwalking and she had never sleptwalked before. She would walk in my sister's room and say, I need to tell you what the people did. Um, she would stare at my older sister and just pet her face and wow. just felt like she needed to protect her. Just a lot of stuff like that. So I really don't have a choice yeah. in believing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was just, uh, stuff like that just continuously happened. We even moved and it stopped happening for a while until her daughter came to visit and then it started happening again. Wow. So yeah, that's a short version. Yeah. Yeah. And we've already went into Jay. We've already talked about Jay. (laughs) Yeah. 
So Jay is my husband. <laughs> he was joking the other night when we were like practicing playing with the microphones. He's like, I'm the reason this podcast exists. Oh my god. Because he married me and we became friends. True. Like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I probably would have started one by myself, maybe, but it's so much more fun with you. I have so much more fun. Just because I'm I... so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that's true. No, I have fun with you too. Yes. Um, so how was your break? It was a break. <laughs> There's a lot it's... of things that happened. Um on, we're doing but great. But we feel rested. We feel yeah. rested. We feel good. That extra month was really I think I needed it as well. Yeah. Really absolutely. Crazy. It we just yeah. So I'm glad that we took that extra month and everything, which sucked because we missed you guys but definitely yeah. i got a little bit lazy it took yeah. me a lot longer to write this episode than it usually i know does. over the break i was like i'm gonna get so much done i've got time to focus on myself like let's do all these like i'm gonna like write multiple episodes mm-hmm. and then it just you know it didn't happen <laughs> it didn't and happen I didn't... for me either it's fun <laughs> yeah so much stuff happened the new year and everything but yeah definitely 2023 yeah we want to hear how your guys's break was so yeah comment. i mean comment yes. on things send us an email Tell us. <laughs> Were you also broken up with? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. So, to get on with the episode, um, I originally wanted to talk, wanted to talk about my favorite cryptid, mm-hmm. the squonk. Mm-hmm. However, as I was doing further research about squonky, I realized that there wasn't a whole lot of information available, mm-hmm. which I will get into. So I was like, well, it's the first episode back. I cannot do a 20-minute episode because yeah. we've never in our lives, no. like the podcast life, done a 20-minute yeah, episode. Yeah, we're not doing that. So I was like, okay, what can I do? Let's, well, it's an Appalachian yep. cryptid. Let's maybe dive into that. Problem was that I was getting a lot of stories like Bigfoot, Mothman, mm. Missing 411. Bigfoot, my guy. All of which are episodes <laughs> that we've got planned for yeah. the future. So don't take Bigfoot away from me. No, <laughs> I've got big plans for Bigfoot. <laughs> but I was doing some research and I was like diving really deep and I found a couple of ones that were really odd okay. and that I'd never heard of. So I don't know if it's just because I am not from Appalachia. Yeah. I don't know a whole lot about it. Like maybe everybody knows these and I'm just. Well, I'm very excited because I've heard so many things about Appalachia and I'm going to do a Missing 411 yes. like series I on it I think you also. have Bigfoot, Mothman and Missing 411. Do I really? So I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I've just like claimed all of them like they're mine. <laughs> so Kaylin is here today to tell all of us about. <laughs> Some weirdo walk apparently. <laughs> so I was like, okay, what can I call this? And so this episode is the episode on three weird, only in Appalachia, am I right? <laughs> uh, cryptids, myths, and legends. I'm so excited. So Give I'm going to designate me. a third of each episode to each story. Three mini episodes, one big episode. Yeah. We can like and read it, got, discuss, go on. We've got Jay and Damien's input too. I'm yes. so excited to hear what you guys I think. cannot wait. <laughs> Are you sure you want our inputs? Yes. Uh, we'll see. We can always, <laughs> well, no, we're not cutting any of this because yeah. this took too long. To it took too long. It took one take, one and done. Yes. Just 10 minutes of silence in between yeah. like, discussion. Just, what's your opinion? Just silence. <laughs> Just nothing. <laughs> so let's get started with the Flatwoods Monster. Oh, I'm excited. Since it's not Squonk. No, this is not squonk. I saved the best for last. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. So on September 12th, 1952, at around 7.15 p.m., two brothers, Edward and Fred May, and their friend, Tommy Heyer, 
saw a pulsing red light cross the sky and land on the property of G. Bailey Fisher, a local farmer. I do not think so. Edward was 13, Fred was 12, and Tommy was 10. The events that followed would go down in West Virginian folklore. The boys made their way to the May home, where they told their story to Kathleen May, who was the mother of Fred and Edward. Mm. Kathleen then went with the boys to the Fisher farm in an attempt to find out what the boys had seen. With them were two local children, Neil Nunley and Ronnie Shaver, along with Eugene Lemon, who was 17, and the May family dog, Richie. Aww, you know we love a story about the The star of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so Eugene was a West Virginia National Guardsman, okay. and I have no idea what that is, or what his connection to this family was. I could not find anything. So Shut I don't know if he was like a family friend, or if they just like found this rando on the way to the farm and they were like come with us we're gonna yeah. find an alien or <laughs> something. national guardsman yeah. yeah so as the group reached the top of a hill nunley said they saw a pulsing red light no lemon said he <laughs> aimed a flashlight in that direction and saw what looked to be a tall quote man-like figure with no. a round red face no. surrounded by pointed a pointed hood-like shape mm-hmm. end quote uh, before he screamed and fell backward in fright. Yeah. If I thought it was an alien, I would be <laughs> pooping my pants. So I started with the alien. I'm like, let's get the alien out of the way let's first. Just get it out of the way. Just rip the moment off. the light. If I'm in the woods and I see a light, I will scream. You guys can talk. Yeah, you absolutely. I'm <laughs> just <laughs> thinking of Darth Maul. Yeah, I was going to say. Either this is a really bad Darth Maul cosplayer, or do you know what, what if it was? What if he was on his way home from like a costume party and he well, just like scared them with Disney too? Yeah. So what Nike if Darth Maul was based off this guy? Wait, hey. when was Star- when did Star Wars come out? Was it in the fifties? Darth Maul was the seventies. The seventies, my bad. And Darth know. Maul was nineties. Yeah, yeah. He episode was one. I mean, I don't know. Just episode one. Do you guys know what a National Guardsman is? I just think of the National Guard. Like, yeah. is that like? It, it's from what I understand. I could be entirely wrong yeah. here. It's kind of like um, military. It's military adjacent. It's kind of like reserve or. Because my cousin's like... husband's in the National Guard. Is the, that the, what that the is? National Guard is mostly for like home front. Yeah. Um. Okay. So a lot of people in the National Guard tend to have other jobs. Like he said, it's kind of like reserve, but it's even more reserve. Mm. It's the reserve of the reserves. Okay. Um. And so a lot of them have regular jobs, but they also get called out to, um, to do you know crowd control. They deal with riots. They deal with. Um, aliens apparently <laughs> aliens <laughs> i mean that's a home front well, threat <laughs> you know this makes sense because this is during the cold war mm-hmm. yeah. so you know i guess so they were probably a lot more prevalent with uh cuban missile crisis type stuff right and mm-hmm. which all of that yeah. um so okay that makes a little bit more sense so maybe he was just a rando patrolling the streets mm. looking for <laughs> like well, come along we saw a light you said in this the was in west virginia yeah Okay, I'm not too familiar with what bases are around there, but that is on the coast, so it makes sense that there might be heavier patrols and stuff, especially during the 50s. Right. Um, so he fell backward in fright. Uh, the creature's hands were described as twisted and clawed. No. And it was wearing what appeared to be a dark metal dress. You know, I think not. You know who else wears a skirt and has dark claws? Who? Darth Maul. Wow. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Um, a, quote, pungent mist hung in the air, uh, which made many of the group suffer from throat irritation, vomiting, and nausea, which persisted for days. Oh, my God. I think These that... symptoms were passed off as side effects of hysteria, but it is worth noting, however, that these are also telltale signs of exposure to mustard gas. I was going to say mustard gas, yeah. yeah. And 
Um, Feeling a little better about the alien, huh? Maybe he was just an enemy. <laughs> or maybe he's just committing war crimes. <laughs> then you call the Geneva Convention. The National Guard is not equipped for this. <laughs> Still better than aliens. I'll take it. Listen, it looks like Lemon was not a whole lot of help anyway. Because he was the one, like, freaking out the most from this. Or from what I can I see. I mean, I would be too. If I thought it was an alien, <laughs> I don't think so. I would not be gathering so... any National Guard. I would be running in the opposite direction. According to the story, the figure made a hissing sound and, quote, glided quickly towards the group, which made Lemon scream and drop his flashlight and the group run away. Glided? So now we're getting Voldemort. Yeah. Right. Glided? <laughs> glided. Glided. I think I mean, not. The metal skirt from the pictures looks quite long, so maybe he could just be, like, stepping really, Absolutely. really quickly. Absolutely. No. <laughs> just, no. He I didn't, didn't glide, know. he shuffled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Wait, was did he approach them fast or was it just like glided sl- quickly? Glided, glided quickly. I just hate swiggity, that word. Swiggity, come over that booty, just <laughs> glide, just oof. So the two adults, May and Lemon, though I feel really weird calling a seventeen-year-old an adult. No offense to any seventeen-year-olds listening, because mm. you're seventeen. Um, but the two adults reported the incident to local authorities. The local sheriff and deputy had been investigating reports of a crashed aircraft in the area. They searched the site of the reported crash, but found nothing. Um, Ailey Stewart Jr. of the Braxton Democrat said that, quote, those people were mo- the most scared people I've ever seen, end quote. In the 1952 story that would follow, Stewart himself had taken a shotgun and went up the hill after the witnesses told him what they had seen. Quote, people don't make up that kind of story that quickly, he said. Good old war crime stick. <laughs> he probably glided away. That's why they didn't find anything. No, sh- he shuffled. <laughs> he, sh- he shuffled, shuffled away. quickly. <laughs> the creature would become known as the Flatwoods Monster, also known as the Braxton County Monster, Braxy, or the Phantom of the Flatwoods. I think Braxy is really cute. Yeah, I guess. I think it's just like, oh, Braxy. Reminds me of Nessie. Nessie. Yeah. You nicknamed my daughter after the Horrifying Lord Horrifying mustard gas monster <laughs> flying towards well, you. I was going to oh, say, it's Braxy. So, <laughs> going Braxy, back, what are you doing? <laughs> going back to the mustard gas thing, right. what if there was some kind of just gas in the air that was causing hallucinations? I don't know. And so, but then again, they also did all see the same thing. So that's... You know, it goes back and forth there. But one yeah. drop of gas does mustard gas cause? <laughs> I don't think hallucinations. So. No, it causes a lot of pain. Yeah, well, you said it was pain. mustard gas like. Yeah, I just said that the the symptoms that they experienced yeah. could also be mustard gas related um, symptoms. Um, but Braxy and this encounter would make the local and national news and would scare people all around America. Um, and this prompted our old pals at the U.S. Air Force uh, UFO inquiry, um, part of Project Blue Book, okay. to dispatch a handful of investigators around the country nope. to look into the claims. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so in 1952, Cold War America, Americans were truly frightened of anything seen in the skies. America uh, um, was a hothouse of anger, disillusionment, and anxieties at this time, which is the perfect place for spooky stories to take root and spread. Um, they were made anxious by the news of, atom- of use of atomic bombs. I can never say that phrase. And a new world that seemed to have been invented by mad scientists in secret laboratories. Conspiracy theories were in the forefront of almost everybody's mind. In fact, Life magazine had published a story about flying saucers only a few months before this contact with Braxy. And it was all like, you know, 
are there aliens in the skies? Real scientists and people in the U.S. Air Force weigh in. And so it was just completely fear-mongering The May Brothers monster story had hit only three years after the Soviet Union had successfully tested an atomic bomb in 1949. The Air Force had their eyes on the skies, constantly scanning for bombers. Uh, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg were awaiting execution for sending American nuclear weapons designed to the Soviets. Um, Senator Joseph McCarthy of Wisconsin had spent the previous two years stoking fears that communists had infiltrated not only the U.S. Department of State... Um, but had also every industry in every corner of the nation captured and, like, infiltrated. Um, On top of this, on a more personal level to the people of Braxton County, um, four boys of 21 and younger had been killed in Korea while fighting communists just four months before the monster had landed. Mm. Uh, One of those boys, U.S. Marine PFC Langtree R. Frame, who was 20, had grown up in Sutton only six miles away from the Mayboys in Flatwoods. Mm, so everyone is clearly super on edge super freaked out about anything that is not like you know apple pie and fresh squeezed lemonade and and golden retrievers right (laughs) i that was also during the height of when they were like teaching like like bomb threats in school and everything which they still do but like back then it was like a lot more it was atomic bomb threats this alien is the embodiment of the red scare yeah. So much so his face is red. Oh my god. Right? Did not even put that together. <laughs> Dark moth. This is why we have guests. Um, there were two other encounters that were quite similar around the same time. Um, a woman named Audra Harper reported seeing a creature similar to the Flatwoods monster not long before the sighting on Fisher's farm. She claimed to have seen the monster while walking through the woods near her home, not far from the town of Heaters which is about five miles or eight kilometers north of Flatwoods. Um, She had been walking to a nearby store with her friend and had decided to take a shortcut through the forest instead of walking down the road that led out of her property. It was like a shortcut. Mm. Um, They had been walking for about half a mile when they noticed a ball of fire on one of the hills that they were passing. Excuse me? Mm Mm-hmm. Harper dismissed the fire, assuming that it was one of her neighbor's fox chasing um however when she glanced back she saw that the fire had vanished and in its place stood a tall dark silhouette of a pan-shaped figure no obviously Uh, terrified i'm sorry but how do you see a great ball of fire (laughs) upon a mountain cliff or whatever where was it again Uh, it was a hill yeah and she's like no that's just my neighbor he's he's chasing foxes how do you chase a fox with a giant ball of fire do you like flush them out smoke them out Yeah. yeah Like light, like burning Which, off in the new. I'm, I'm yeah. not lighting a giant fire for a fox. No. I mean, no. We'll, we'll just burn the forest down. We'll catch him that way. <laughs> Dig up his uh, charred remains. <laughs> hey, look, I got him. Oh my god. My chickens are safe. Yes. <laughs> they were obviously terrified, and so they ran, escaping among the rocks and boulders that were around the hillside. On September thirteenth. 52, 1952, only one day after the Flatwoods incident, George and Edith Snitowski, along with their 18-month-old son, were driving through the rural area between Clay and Braxton County on Route 4 when their car suddenly died. George tried to restart the car but was unsuccessful, Um, and as it was nighttime in a rural area, the road was deserted. Nope. (laughs) 
While the family were trying to decide what to do, a foul, sulfurous smell filled the air. Nope. And their baby began to cry. Yeah. I bet it did. <laughs> so yeah, it did needed changing. Probably. That's, that, that's a that was what that smell was. Dark yeah. malls just right outside the window. Like. <laughs> An odd bright light filled the darkness, and they witnessed a 10-foot-tall creature hovering no! in front of their car. Their description was similar to the original sighting. However, the monster was not uh, wearing the original spade-shaped hood. Instead, its head was reptilian in appearance and bony. No. Reportedly, the creature dragged its lizard-like hand no. across the bonnet of the car. Um, the hood of the car. Um, and drifted away into the woods. Once the monster was out of sight, the car restarted and the family sped away. Oh, so he's just friendly. He's like, hey, you got you having car I troubles? For you. I just wanted to pet your car. <laughs> No, thank you. Though George would later give his account uh, to Mail Magazine, which I did not know was a thing. Wait, M-A-I-L? Or M-A-L-E, like, man. Well, only men read magazines. So. Right. In 1955. So this happened, and then he waited three years to be like, oh, yeah, I saw that thing. Now, question. Mm. Would they have heard about the thing? Like, it, you said it's This spread, was a like, day the... later. Yeah, so I don't it... know when the article came out. Okay. Because, I mean, you know how, like, news takes a while to go to print? Yeah, but within, like, small rural communities, like, that would spread like wildfire. Yeah, I mean, usually they'll do, like, a, um, like, the paper comes out every Thursday or whatever. So unless they did, like, a rushed copy of it. Mm, fair enough. There was no internet. Yeah, but papers actually, like, came out, like, every day back then, so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Looking for local stories. True. Mm -hmm. Like, more of a newsletter at that point, but anyway. Um, so even though the Flatwoods monster hasn't been seen since the original incident in 1952, these stories have become a weird folktale, creating a culture in the small towns around Braxton County. There's an ice cream shop called The Spot, which opened in Flatwoods, where you can have a photo opportunity with a painted version of the monster. Mm -mm. A museum opened in 2018, dedicated to the Flatwoods monster's story uh, in a town called Sutton, which is a few, mi few miles south of Flatwoods. There are also five huge chairs, which is weird, built and painted in the monster's likeness, which can be found around the county. So I guess you can what? go sit on Braxy's lap and no. have a photo. You know, I think not. <laughs> Some places like... have Ronald McDonald. We have Braxy. Exactly. And <laughs> go there on Christmas. Braxy, I want to put him for Christmas. <laughs> put a hat on him. <laughs> um, in West Virginia, the Flatwoods monster is second only to Mothman. With the town of Flatwoods creating a Flatwoods Monster Festival. Are you ready for, like, the weirdest part? What? Okay, so the strangest part of this story, for me at least, and I think the three of you will like this because you're all big weebs, <laughs> is that the Flatwoods Monster design is popular in Japanese UFO culture and has been used in multiple video games and media, such as the Flatwoods Monster appears as the final boss in the NES game Amagon. And the stage two boss in the game called Space Harrier 2. In the anime Sergeant Frog, an alien remodeled, an alien modeled after the Flatwoods monster appears in the episode Fake It Till You Make It. The Legends of Zelda Majora's Mask features creatures referred to as them oh. invading Romani Ranch in a UFO. And they bear a striking resemblance to the Flatwoods monster. Um, I actually know that one. <laughs> In the Wii U game, The Wonderful 101, I know none of these. I know Majora's Mask, but yeah. the rest of these I'm like... I mean, ditto. Yeah. Um, the Wonderful 101, the character Gimme, or Gim, G-I-M-M-E, 
has a striking resemblance to the Flatwoods monster. On the show Mountain Monsters on Destination America, yes, the AIMS Ames team goes to Braxton County, West Virginia, to investigate a similar cryptid, the Shadow Creature. Oh yeah, um, this I saw that. Could possibly be a reptilian version of the Flatwoods monster, mm-hmm. only without the skirt-like structure around its yeah. waist. Yeah. In the 3DS game Tomodachi Life. Tomodachi Life. Sure. The Flatwoods monster makes an appearance along with other cryptids in the mystery interior. Um, the XL, the XBLA game Happy Wars, there is a weapon called the Flatwoods monster. In Fallout 76, which is set in Appalachia, there is a cryptid enemy known as the Flatwoods monster. That makes yeah, sense. I heard about that one. And two Flatwoods monsters appear on the cover album of April Fools by the Scary Jokes, along with what appears to be Mothman and other unidentifiable creatures. Interesting. Oh, Braxy. I, I knew the Fallout, I knew the Destination <laughs> one, and then I knew the or the Monsters one, and then I knew the um the Majora's Mask one. I know the game Majora's Mask. Like I was never really a Zelda fan until Breath of the Wild. Mm. So. I like Ocarina of Time. Yeah. But I Googled it. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess. I Googled all of these. I'm like, yeah, that, that looks like Braxy. <laughs> so Alien Cryptid Mass Hallucination it Judah better be Mustard a cryptid. Gas. Better be a cryptid. I'm not doing aliens. <laughs> no thanks. But cryptos are fine. What if cryptids come from aliens? You know, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> so the moon-eyed people. Oh, oh I hate that more. <laughs> um, the moon-eyed people are a group of people who are said to have lived in Appalachia until the Cherokee people chased them away. Though I will also say, I will say that, I will say that I also had seen that it was the Muskogee people oh, okay. who fought the Moonite people okay. um, and chased them out. Um, it is said that they were short, bearded, white-skinned people with blue eyes. Um, Benjamin Smith Barton said in a, 19, a 1797 book that they're known as Moonite because they couldn't see very well during the day. 1797? Mm-hmm. So when you say small, do you mean like gnome size or... Are we talking like three feet, one feet? Uh, there is only one. There's like a statue that they found, and it's three foot tall. Okay. However, there's not really any kind of thing more than that. Because just short is so relative. Yeah, yeah I was going to yeah. say, we're, we're talking anywhere between like Kayla short or talking <laughs> like... Sheila short. Yeah, Sheila yeah, short. True. My Aunt Sheila. Um... They couldn't see well during the day. Stories about this mysterious race of people are said to have originated in parts of Tennessee, Georgia, and North Carolina. However, the true origins of the Moon-Eyed People are debated to this day. The Native American story of the Moon-Eyed People describes a race of pale-skinned humanoids with bearded faces and large blue eyes. It is said that they were short with small round bodies. Um, In the complex and fascinating Cherokee cosmology... There is a world shared between humans and fa- and other non-human supernatural peoples. In the traditional Cherokee concept of the world, races such as races such as the Nanehi or the Yunwe Junsti are a part of the natural world and interact with humans at their own discretion. This is similar to the traditional idea of the Fey folk in countries mm. like Britain and Scotland. 
was just about know. to say that. Yeah. I was also going to say, it sounds very similar to the Menahunis, which is yeah. an, a Hawaiian cryptid. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to do an episode on it, they but it, they're really interesting. They actually come out at night. So if you're building a house or whatever, and you're not finished or whatever, and the Menahunis like, think that you are like worthy of it or whatever, they'll come and they'll finish building whatever you're that's building. Cool. They that's like doing nice. that. Yeah. So, and I apologize if you're going to get to this, but mm-hmm. are, is there theories around them being like subterranean with them being pale and not being able to see well? Are are they like the Appalachian version of uh, dwarves? That's honestly what I was thinking yeah. of this whole time. Mole people. Mole yeah. People. So um, the uh, the Moon Eye people are actually separate to these supernatural beings. Um, legend describes them as their own race of people, mm. uh, physically different to the Native Americans. Some historians believe that the Munite people were quite simply earlier European settlers. <laughs> However, stories of them predate when the first pilgrims arrived in America. Mm. The legend matches up to uh, matches up particularly well with a Welsh legend of Prince Madoc or Madog. Oh, okay. Depends. I saw it different ways in both ways. Um, in the story, Madoc ab Owain Gwynedd, a Welsh prince, um, was disenchanted with the civil war devastating his homeland. Along with his brother Rurid and a few followers, he set off across the Atlantic Ocean in seven in 1170, and landed somewhere around Mobile Bay, Alabama. During his exploration, Madoc decided that he liked America well enough to settle. He left Rurid and a few of his fellow Welshmen behind and returned to his homeland to recruit enough followers to fill ten ships, only to sail back to America when they, where they were never heard from again, at least in Wales. I just want to know why they left, you said Scotland? Wales. 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 Even better. Wales, <laughs> of all places. Because there was America. a lot of civil unrest. Yeah. So they were like, well, let's just find something somewhere where we can. But they could have gone somewhere else in Wales. They didn't have to come. I know, like, America <laughs> looked way different back then and very different than what it does now, obviously. But, like, really? America? Now, when, when did you say this was? 1170. Uh, do you know if that's like before or after Lee Fair? I was just Googling that. Yeah. Yeah. And because he did land in North America. So that would be my question because obviously being Scandinavian, very pale. Mm-hmm. In the Appalachian Mountain area. Yeah. Like up north in Newfoundland. But right. still the Appalachians. Yeah. Word of mouth travels and stuff yeah. like that. But um, I mean, and I'm kind of back and forth on that idea because like you said, it's more Newfoundland. And whereas they were a little bit further south, a lot further south from Newfoundland, but still. It could be in that vein, yeah. It'd be like, oh, darn, it's too cold to grow crops here very well, so let's just go somewhere. We're not welcome, and they're like, yeah, we chased them away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they would look different, too, because in Appalachia, the people are, like, a lot darker and stuff because the sun beats down mm-hmm. and everything. And so, like, them coming from, like... It would know, explain, like, like, the blue eyes, too. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know about, the, about uh, short. But the beards. Yeah. I don't think people from Wales are short. No. Well, no, we were talking about like Lee Erickson. Yeah. yeah, but still, like short, short and bearded. Like, yeah. Also, tall in the eleven hundreds was not, you know, no. tall. That's it was, true. it was much different. So, if we're talking like three feet, four feet, that is a very realistic height for a normal person to be back then. So it could have no three feet. I would no. say five feet. Yeah, like four, maybe okay, my four, four to I'm five fight, feet. Yeah, I'm five foot two. Yeah, in case but, what I was wondering when we were talking earlier. <laughs> things get exaggerated over time as well. Yeah. yeah. So I, it could have True. been it could have been that, or it could just be some creepy subterranean mole people. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just it's just a uh, little Jimmy. He's uh, he hit puberty early. It's beard coming in or. <laughs> 
Um, so some people have speculated that the Moonai people are the descendants of Maddox colonists. Um, the Welshmen were the ones who fought a war with the Muscogee and Cherokee, um, who built the stone forts that are scattered around the ridges of the mountains and who were driven south to Florida and Alabama. Here they continued to live, slowly absorbing bits of Native American culture until they became a strange tribe of pale Native Americans, living and dressing in Native ways, but speaking Welsh. But are they Native? <laughs> However, there is absolutely no historical or archaeological evidence to support this story. King Owain Gwynedd was a real historical figure, but no contemporary source names either a Madoc or a Rurid as his son. Um, this story seems to have arisen around... Um, 1580 as a piece of propaganda to bolster England's claim to the New World. Mm. Um, England felt this was needed at the time due to England's arch-rival Spain doing most of the actual colonization of the Americas. They thought that spreading the idea that someone from the British Islands Isles discovered the Americas first would make the Spanish out to be second fiddle to mm. the rightful English claim to this newly discovered, ro discovered mm. word. World. Jeez. <laughs> Um, stories began circulating in the 17th century of European settlers who had encountered Welsh-speaking, quote, Indians. Um, a, man by, a man by the name of Reverend Morgan Jones claims that he was captured by a people called the Doeg in what is now South Carolina in 1666. It sounds familiar. He was astonished when he learned that they spoke Welsh. Yeah. According to Jones, he preached Christianity to the Doeg people for a few months before he was set free. Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense, because in Mississippi, there's a tribe of Native Americans called the Mandan, mm. and their language is very similar to Welsh, and oh. they are very pale with very dark hair and uh, dark eyes. This is, that's crazy. That makes so much sense. Interesting. Yeah. What a coincidence. Yeah. Um, he kept the story to himself for 20 years before sharing that it had ever happened, however, so I'm... Some I mean, people. to be fair, yeah. a lot of the times something's going to happen in your life and you're just going to be like, oh, this is just common everyday occurrence. Or... Oh, yeah. It's totally mm -hmm. common to be captured by Welsh-speaking Native Americans. I mean, in those times, it could be and like... kept prisoner. It could be like, oh, yeah, John, he came back. He was captured. I don't know. It's like that <laughs> well, Or, or, or Stockholm Syndrome. He oh, true. He didn't want anything to happen to them if they found out that he'd been captured, so he just didn't talk. Well, yeah, he could have been like, well, I'm just... I'm not a good dude. I got captured. I'm not a manly man. It was a thing back then. They didn't. They treated me well enough. They let me go, and I don't really want anything harm to come oh, to them. Yeah, or I, I promised not to say anything. Yeah. And so I, I want to keep that promise because I don't want them to come after me again. So. They're advocates for him, apparently. <laughs> I guess. Um, another story tells of a Welsh sailor named Stedman, who, while shipwrecked somewhere off the Gulf Coast of Alabama or Florida in the 1660s, was astonished to discover a group of Welsh-speaking Native Americans. This account went unpublished until 1777, and the authenticity is pretty sus. Um, however, stories of these so-called, quote, Welsh Indians were extremely popular in the 18th and 19th centuries. Governor Robert Dinwiddle of Virginia even contributed 500 pounds, which would be just shy of $100,000 US today, Dang. Um, towards an expedition to have the Welsh Native Americans that he believed to be in the West, to find the Welsh Native Americans that he believed to be West in the Mississippi. Mississippi, that's what I'm saying, the Mondon tribe. Mm -hmm. um, even Lewis and Clark kept an eye out for the famous Welsh Native Americans while on their infamous expedition. Um, the ancient stories of the Cherokee people tell that their blue eyes were so sensitive to the sun that they were forced to be nocturnal, hence the name Moon-Eyed. 
Reportedly, they were so sensitive to light that even the light from the full moon was enough to make them flee underground. The Moon-Eyed people built caves underground to escape the light. <laughs> Some stories suggest that the people also built small huts made of logs and wood that were low to the ground. See, okay, this is crazy. The reason I know about the Mondon tribe, mm. I'm not about to go into it, but, like, I had a dream in high school about, like, me, I was a Native American, and there was a war between me and a tribe, uh, the same tribe, but they we were, like, split, and we were forced to go underground and just live underneath there. And when we were finally, this is, like, in a nutshell, when we were finally found out, you know, like, it was modern-day times and stuff, and I came up, and I remember when we came out, the sun killed my eyes like I genuinely mm. like it, I was like I was basically bawling my eyes out like it mm. hurt so bad and like there's more to the story but like when I woke up I did research I was like this felt so real like mm. this is crazy and so I did research on it and I found the Mondon tribe um and we all looked very pale with like dark eyes and dark hair because we didn't have blue eyes but like mm. it was basically the same Welsh speaking and like all that stuff and it literally like blew my mind because in real life they also went underground but they did it oh. in the winter so yeah so they like to kind of survive and stuff but they also like stayed out of the sun a lot and everything because it yeah. kind of hurt them and everything so like you're saying all these things and i'm like this is absolutely insane it's Weird. all just like lining up even years later I know. Huh. I know. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Wait. Kayla, do you have, like, prophetic dreams and stuff like that? or like Sometimes. That... Honestly. That, does that, like, run in our family then? I don't know. Because I've had stuff like that, too. Yeah, because they're... Yeah, Jay doesn't dream if he does, like, it. Like, oh, I dream, dream every dream, night. It comes true. I dream yeah. every night. Well, so I dream... So, for an example... <laughs> Um, there was one time, so I was working in London, Ohio at this time. I live in Dayton. I was working in London, Ohio at the time. And so I drove all this way. So I would listen to podcasts on the way. Mm. Well, I woke up one morning. I did my routine. I got in my car. I turned on a podcast that I hadn't heard before. It was a brand new episode of Morbid, my favorite podcast. <laughs> and it played out. I went to work. And when I got into work, um, I was trying to mess with the tablet to like log in and stuff and it wouldn't log in every time I type my name It would literally like mess up and it would just glitch and it would mm -hmm. just type in a bunch of random stuff And it sucked. It was just so infuriating and as I like I remember just being so like frustrated and like Um, I remember just being like what the heck and then I was like is this a dream and the moment I thought that there was two customers in the lobby a man and, and a woman and somebody at the desk the front desk and then my bosses were like there and all of them looked up at me and I woke up and I did the same routine I got in my car I put on the brand new podcast I hadn't heard but it was the same exact pod podcast in my dream so I re-listened to all of it and then I drove to work and then I tried to log in and it couldn't log in it was glitching I couldn't sign in and as I was like standing there I was like is this another dream and as I thought that all of them looked up at me again. They were standing in the exact same place. I didn't wake up again, but it was just like, it was Weird. so insane. So yeah. So yeah, Maybe. yeah, no, I've, I've had similar experiences. Yeah. That might be new. That should be an episode. I think, <laughs> I think our family is really sensitive. Yeah. yeah because I've, I've seen ghosts my whole life and everything. And, you know, with the whole project dreams and stuff. Like, yeah. just, just, yeah. So probably. It's crazy. <laughs> anyway, sorry, continue. Yeah. Continue. No, this is fascinating. <laughs> um... So the Moonite people, uh, their territory extended from the Little Tennessee River north to Kentucky, um, with the stone fortifications with stone fortifications along the borders of their territory. Um, according to the legend, the Mus 
I've already forgotten, Muscogee people um, came up from the south and invaded the territory of the Moonite people. The Muscogee waited until the full moon, which was when the Moonite people were at their weakest, to attack and drive them from their caves. In some versions of the story, the Moonite people fled to the west to escape the war with the Muscogee Native Americans. One story even mentions that they could not go east, fearful that they would run into the Great Leech of in Peachtree Creek. However, other versions of the legend suggest that the people instead flew, fled from the Hawassi area of North Georgia and North Carolina toward the Smoky Mountains and Little Tennessee River, with some people claiming that they still live there today, just hidden away. Interesting. John Haywood wrote in his 1823 book, The Natural and Aboriginal History of Tennessee, about a Cherokee encounter with the, quote, white people on the Little Tennessee River. He goes on to describe the weapons that they had that included axes and guns, in indicating that they might have been white settlers only. Mm. Um, Haywood claimed that the Moonite people fled west from the Little Tennessee River, leaving Western Tennessee and Kentucky forever. Um, there are various, various ruins throughout Appalachia that were reportedly left by the Moonite people. In Fort Mountain State, located just north of Elijay, Georgia, there are ruins of an 850-foot-long stone wall that was wow. said to have been constructed by the Moonite people around 400 to 500 CE. Wow. Now, how tall is this wall? I'll get to that in the next paragraph. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jumping ahead. Impatient. Um, Tennessee Governor John Sevier visited the area in the early 1800s and spoke with Cherokee Chief Tota about the wall. Chief Tota told Sevier that the wall was first built by, quote, the white men from across the Great Water. The people are said to have experienced a lot of violence during their time in the Appalachian region, which led them to building fortifications like the one at Fort Mountain State Park all over the territory to keep out invaders that threatened their domain. The wall, which measured up to seven feet tall in some places, curves around the southeastern, e southeastern edge of the North Georgia Mountains summit. It's said that the wall was a fortification in the war between the Moonite people and the Muscogee Nation. Um, the wall is accessible today if you enjoy hiking. You can take the 1.5-mile Georgia State Park Summit Trail, which takes you by the stone wall, as well as some other breathtaking sites. There are many other ruins left by the Moonide people between the Little Tennessee River and Chickamauga Creek. Chickamauga? Chickamauga Creek. I would say Chickamauga. Anyway. <laughs> Various stone walls and structures stand, offering a small glimpse into the lives of the mysterious Moonide people. Now, a question. If these moon-eyed people are, what, you said three, four foot tall? Yeah. Seven foot tall wall, that's that's some construction. Like, if, if you're going to be only that tall, you don't need a very tall wall to keep you in but or out. they're short, but are their enemies taller? Right. Mm. Not to mention, are you as tall as every wall you encounter? Yes. Yeah, Jay. <laughs> I, I am. Well, it shrinks and then grows, and it's really weird walking alongside. The Great Wall of China is the same height as an average Chinese person. <laughs> <laughs> the Moonite people were said to have also lived north of the Hawassi River. There are two separate accounts by members of the Cherokee tribe which describe the Hawassi little people, who were very small with perfectly white skin. 
The area, which includes Murphy, North Carolina, is likely where the Moonite people called home. The 147-mile river would have provided plenty of water and food, while the Blue Ridge Mountains offered them plenty of places to hide from the light until they were driven away by their battles with the Muscogee tribe. Throughout the mountains of the southern Appalachians, from North Carolina down through Georgia and Alabama, more remains of ancient stone structures line the ridges. Some are man-made, while others are additions to natural rock formations. So they're like built on, they're mm. built on from mm, natural okay. rock formations. What were the rocks made of? Stone. Rocks. Well, well I'm really interested <laughs> in like, what kind of What kind of mineral was it? They were oh, probably metamorphic rocks, if that helps. <laughs> I don't know. I'm really interested in like culture and stuff, and there's a lot of like um, cultures out there that use, well, sometimes they'll use like materials that are close but then sometimes they'll use materials that are yeah. so, so i could make miles a, and miles away a guess and say maybe soapstone because in this next paragraph um they found a sculpture mm, that was okay. made out of soapstone so maybe or like river rocks like river stones yeah. a lot yeah. um, just, just since they were stacking. along that river i would just be interested in like what yeah. did they use as mortar like what did they like i don't know i just find that interesting <laughs> i know and the mortar probably would have um, dissolved over time, like eroded yeah. away after time, yeah. and left only the rocks. Yeah. Um. So, stranger still, in Murphy, North Carolina, during the 1840s, a strange sculpture was found depicting two conjoined creatures, three feet tall, that had been carved from a block of soapstone centuries ago, using a laborious method called pecking, which is where you hit the soapstone with a harder rock to yeah. chip away at it. Yeah. Um, the creatures have dish-in faces, no arms, and round eyes too big for their heads. Despite being found in the 1840s, it only went on public display, display in the Cherokee County Historical Museum in, the late 2000, in late 2015, after centuries of being hidden away in private hands. Um, this sculpture looks nothing like anything ever found in the Southeast. Really? And we'll put a picture of all of these things um, on nice. Instagram. Um other than the Moonite people, the theories range from aliens to an effigy representing two local rivers to another group descended from Welsh adventurers, the Melugens. Another theory is that they are the little people whose fallen tears turned into cross-shaped stones, which are also on display in the museum. Hmm. Whatever story reson resonates with you, we will probably never know the truth between behind the Moonite moon people. It's just... How cruel if the statue is accurate to what they may have looked like to have difficulty seeing with too much light and also be extremely wide-eyed. Well, so when you get your eyes, your pupils dilated and they get really wide, you have to have them. So I don't even know if you know this story. Either of you know this story. Mm. So they thought I had a brain tumor a while back, like in Australia. How far um, in Australia? You ain't been here long. I was 25, 26. Oh, okay. It's not um, long ago. I was having really bad migraines, um, and my grandmother had an aneurysm, a brain aneurysm. Oh. So I went to the, when she was 25, 26. So I went to the doctor and I was like, hey, like super sensitive to light, super sensitive to sound. Like if you were whispering, like at the door and whispering, it would sound like you were screaming in my ear. It was wow. so unbearable. So the doctor was like, well hospital right now like i don't want to mess with that especially if you have family history of brain aneurysms yeah so i went to the local hospital which does not have much of like a brain 
scanning thing. Mm. And they did a scan and they came in at like 4 a.m., 3 a.m. and was like, hey, um, we found a weird like growth on your brain. Uh, we think it's a true tumor. I'm alone because visiting hours are over at this oh, point. No. Um, so we want to send you to um, the, the, the big brain hospital in Melbourne. <laughs> they did a bunch of tests. Turns out I just have an odd shaped brain. Oh, <laughs> the right hemisphere God. is like slightly forward than the left hemisphere. But I had to do a bunch of tests from like hearing to like CAT scans, all that sort of stuff. One of the things I did was they put these drops in that dilate your pupils so they can like look in there. And you're super sensitive to light. So I'm wondering if maybe like their pupils were just yeah really big or whatever it was. But I guess the bigger your eye maybe the more like that makes sense to me yeah this is what i'm getting at the squonk (laughs) the scientific name of the squonk is lacrima corpus dissolvens oh i hate that the squonk is a scientific is a sorry he's not scientific (laughs) the squonk is a folkloric creature Reputed to live in the Hemlock Forest of Northern Pennsylvania. Ooh. So let's take a moment to have a little morphology lesson um, to look at some context clues found in the scientific name to see if we can figure out what the squonk is all about. So lacrima, the Latin word for? Cream. Uh, milk. Tear. Good job, guys. <laughs> I knew Corpus it. is the Latin word for? Corpse. We know this one. Corpse. Corpse. No. Dead body. Close. Giver of the dead pot. Oh, just body. body. Yes. So essentially, tear body. Tear shaped? Dissolvens is borrowed from the Latin dissolvo, which is... Dissolvable. You get it. Dissolve. So tear body dissolve. Good job. Any guys. ideas? So, good at this. so if it cries, its face melts. So that's a good idea. If it gets wet, it dissolves like sugar? Also wrong but maybe <laughs> um so it looks like it's melting well, well yeah so with that in mind uh let me introduce you to my dear friend the squonk who is quite reminiscent of preteen and teenage kaylin oh um this adorably pathetic cryptid is as i said native to the hemlock forests of northern pennsylvania these forests are wetland forests that are co-dominated by eastern hemlock which shouldn't be confused with the poisonous hemlock plant. That's more of like a flower. Um, <laughs> stories of squonk sightings began to circulate in the late 19th century during the height of Pennsylvania's lumber industry. I So the first time I heard about squonk was from my favorite podcast, which is Appalachian Monsters and Mysteries. Oh. It's fantastic. Uh, Belle and Miley. I love them. I just, I, I love listening to them. But in the episode, they mentioned that it was made because it was being conjured up by lonely lumberjacks to like entertain them. But I couldn't find that written anywhere in my research. So I'm not quite sure where they got this from. So when you say squawk, all I can think of is skunk ape, which is another name for um, Bigfoot. And so I hear squawk and I'm like, oh, he's like shaped like Bigfoot. And I feel like you're about to tell me he's like, he's like a frog or something. I don't know. Is he a frog? No. Squonk to me makes me think like something like a bird. Or I was gonna say Squonk. a bird, yeah. The bird from up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. <laughs> so according to the legend, um 
This creature has loose-fitting, wart-covered skin and is said to be ashamed of its appearance, often hiding from plain, hiding in plain sight and weeping. What if this is just a guy? Like, this is just a poor guy, <laughs> and he like would walk through the woods by himself. That's the only fresh air you get, and lumberjacks would see him. With your previous point, and they're just like, "That's a monster," and he's like, "Come on, <laughs> <laughs> I just I lost a lot of weight." I just... No, so the squonk is a difficult creature to track down. However, its cries are to be heard, especially around twilight, when it wanders through the hemlock trees. If a squonk happens to be caught off guard and captured, it will dissolve into a pool of tears and bubbles. Tear body dissolve. <laughs> um, it can be tracked by following the trails of tears that it leaves. However, there is only one reported case where someone has actually caught a squonk. Written in a book by a Mr. William T. Cox. Um, a man by the name of J.P. Wentling, who was a hunter who lived near Mount Alto, Pennsylvania apparently caught the creature by mimicking its cries to lure it into a sack. Do we know what these cries sound like? I have to know. <laughs> Weeping, wailing. <laughs> I just, Sadness. I need to know. Just ugly crying. Yeah. No? yeah. yeah. Kim Pre- Kardashian crying. Preteen Kaylin crying. Oh, no. <laughs> See, I was not expecting, what is he? What, what is he supposed to be? He's, I'll sh- he's, he's so tear body dissolved. I'll, I'll show you. <laughs> I just, adorable. I keep thinking of Bigfoot for some reason. I no. keep thinking he's He kind of looks but- like a, a, a Shaw Pay puppy crossed with like a naked mole rat. I was about He's to also say, it, in, like, pathetic. The, the the loose skin kind of thing was like naked mole rat. <laughs> no, so Mr. Wentling uh, apparently caught the creature by mimicking his cries. He claims that his success was attributed to the fact that it was a cold night, which caused the creature to become slower. Um, the cold apparently causes the tears to flow slowly and. The creature doesn't want to move about again, like Kaylin. So I don't want to move about in the cold either. Yeah, quick either. question: mm-hmm. Was he mimicking the cries to catch it on purpose, or was he just crying? And it no, like... he was trying to catch it on purpose. Oh, okay. Yeah. So was this thing out like, it's really cold. And I don't want to move, but something wants to mate, and so here I go. I guess. I won't be lonely. Just, I mean, I'm still going to cry about it. Let's we combine can be our loose together. Skin. I'm still going to cry about it, but maybe we can rub warts. <laughs> Think they become warts? You, think, you think they become one? Did, did you say swapping warts? No, I, I, said, I said maybe that thing <laughs> no. was like, maybe we could rub warts and oh, you just follow the crime. No. They become one. They dissolve together like flies. I mean, it's squonk. There's no plural for squonk. So squonk. I don't know. I'm squonk still thinking squonk. Squonk. Squink. Like <laughs> squonk. So obviously distraught, the squonk wept powerfully as it was carried away to Mr. Wentling's home. However, as he walked, the sack suddenly got lighter. He quickly looked into the sack, only to find that the squonk had dissolved into a pool of tears and bubbles. Loser. Now, unfortunately, the squonk most likely doesn't exist. It has never been mentioned in any folklore. The first appearance of the creatures was in this book written by William T. Cox in 1910. Um, The book was called Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwood. That is the least fearsome creature I could think of to add yeah. to that book. <laughs> yep. fearsome creatures. A whole page in the book is dedicated to the cryptid that he apparently invented. It also includes an illustration. Oh. I need to know. Um, need to know. Which I will have the illustration and also I found this gorgeous artwork, which I'll discuss later. Okay. Um, gorgeous? It, it's so well done. Like compared to this like 
illustration in the book that looks like someone got a pen and just kind of sketched out this picture. Mm. Like, this is stunning. Like, mm-hmm. it's a modern A stunning drawing. picture of an ugly, Listen, I <laughs> loose skin, wart-covered little it's, friend it's speaks to Fabio myself. Hair. It's got Fabio <laughs> <laughs> Um... It is mentioned once again in a 1939 book called Fearsome Critters by Henry H. Tryon. Plagiarism. (laughs) Plagiarism. But Henry gives slightly more detail to the story about the skunk. It reiterates that they will dissolve into tears when surprised um, and also gives a history of the skunk's fossil record. However, since the fossil record of Pennsylvania uh, predates the Cambrian era, no dinosaur bones can be found in the state. I was about to say. This is due to erosion of the prehistoric mountains yeah. there. So that kind of... If it dissolves into tears, what sort of a fossil would it leave? <laughs> I don't know. Where does it bone? Where we found it... this fossil of a puddle. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been a squonk. It also could have been a puddle. <laughs> um, the squonk had also originally been a desert creature. Tryon alleges, however, that it was driven to marshes as the terrain around it changed. This caused the species to evolve into a creature that had webbing on its left feet only. His left feet? Yes. So he's just kicking. He's He's in circles. Since the creature had a particular habit of circling the lakes in its new environment. So it can only go in circles because only the left side. You can go in circles with two web feet. You just lean. Also, why did it start in the desert? Just dissolving. <laughs> Maybe the dry water. air helped the warts. Maybe. <laughs> it was good for my skin. But this also debunks the likelihood of the squonk ever existed because there's no evidence that any part of Pennsylvania was ever desert-like. I, I was going to say, I don't I'm think... I'm sure there's a few dry counties. Ha-ha. <laughs> Actually, I think I was a drum crash on there but i'm not going to reach over to do it because i'm comfortable <laughs> um squonk are also mentioned in the 1957 book the manual de zoological fantastica by jorge luez borges mouthful um borges copies cox's description and reprints it literally like word for word plagiarism um however because borges was quite well known um having explored creatures from ancient mythology folk- folklore uh, literature and the Bible, he is probably the most responsible for spreading the awareness of the squonk because he had a lot more readers. Jorge. Yeah. Jorge, Jorge. Yeah. Borges. 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 Um, Get his name right. <laughs> this mm-hmm. random Pennsylvanian cryptid gets a little more mention in pop culture. The squonk appeared in Steely Dan's Any Major Dude Will Tell You on their 1974 album Pretzel Logic. In the lyrics, have you ever seen a squonk's tears? Well, look at mine. The people on the streets have all seen better times. Genesis have a song called Squonk on their 1976 album, A Trick of the Tale, which is why I've been listening to Genesis a whole lot recently, mm-hmm. um, which tells the whole tale of the squonk's life, and it's captured by J.P. Wentling. Yes. Notable lyrics include... Walking home that night, the sack across my back, the sound of sobbing on my shoulder, when suddenly it stopped. I opened the sack, all that I ha- all that I had, a pool of bubbles and tears, just a pool of tears, just a pool of tears. All in all, you are a very dying race, placing trust upon a cruel world. You never had the things you thought you should have had. 
and you'll not get them now. All the perfect, all the while in perfect time, your tears are falling on the ground. Definitely recommend a listen. Um, Phil Collins is so good. Uh, and so is yeah, Genesis. it's Phil Collins. I know. Tarzan? Yeah. Are you joking yeah. me? He the the not, man does nothing in half. He halves. did not have to go that hard. <laughs> Absolutely not. And this song is, a, we can listen to it after. Obviously, we're not going to play it now because, yeah. you know, copyright. Yeah. But I play, I'll play it for you later. Um, it's a bop. Seriously. Um, Squonk also appears in Julia Jarman's 1989 young adult novel Squonk. Kevin Paul Saliba's 2014 novel The Squonk and the Horned Beast, which was written as a salute to the Genesis song. I also found a creature write-up on Tumblr for the tabletop roleplay Pathfinder. Um, the author's Tumblr is the Creature Codex, all one word. .tumblr.com for anybody interested. It also has some stunning art by Carly Eid, uh, which I'll post on our Instagram, also with the DeviantArt credited, so you can go oh, and support. Oh, it's DeviantArt, so it's going to be good. She's amazing. Or, they are amazing. Yeah, I, DeviantArt's good. I don't mean to presume. Um, so I've already given you a morphology lesson. I figured we could end with some science. So some substances are actually stable in solution or a wild form but cannot be isolated, or in the squonk's case, captured, uh, without catalyzing their own polymerization or decomposition, or dissolving in their own tears. An example of this is, um, is that a molecule containing a carboxylic acid moiety and an acid labile moiety might be stable when initially prepared as the salt, e.g. barium prefinate. Um, but unstable as a free acid, profanic acid. Such substances have been named chemical squonks. So, nice. so basically, it would be a living mineral. Pretty much. So it's a golem. Sure. It's a warty golem. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's pretty cool that over a century ago, some guy wrote a few paragraphs on this weird little creature that came from his own mind, and it influenced so many different people throughout so many different medias. Um, so while I'm sad that the squonk most most likely doesn't exist, I think it's nice that it finally found its place in the world. Aww. Where did it find its place? In, in a like bag. Songs and in, in stories and in science. Like they they like named this phenomena in science after it, which is really neat. So how would it look the way that it does if it's like scientifically this thing like how would it have scale like because i'm imagining scientifically it being like a jelly type like consistency. it's a slime it, it's, a it's sli not i'll show you a picture hang on um so this is the one from the book kind of like a warthog kind of okay. thing yeah. we can pass that around um you know Super not very detailed. He's he's a cutie little baby though. Huh. Is that only one eye that it has? I think it's just like a side. I was about to say I was like it's from the side. You know how like you never draw a horse from uh, the front I, because the oh, eyes. Oh yeah, I, I I get it. I get it. And then this oh this is another one, but this is the deviant art. that reaction well you know it is beautifully done 
Um, but, but the creature itself is, it reminds me, you know what it reminds me of actually? What? Remember that like microscopic, what is that microscopic? Oh, like the, the water bear? Is that what it's the called? The water bear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Water bear? It reminds me. Yeah, it reminds me of a water bear. Oh, yeah. It's like a, a baby. It, it's, it's like a full Canadian bulldog <laughs> crossed oh, yeah. with a tardigrade. I can't say what it looks like in my head, but... Uh, <laughs> It, this is a family friendly show. It looks yes, it like is. it looks like you take a very puffy cat and then just replace all the hair with skin. Yeah. And that's what it looks like. It's a cute baby. Yeah. I if you you yeah. If you I want to say that. It. Yeah. If I, you love bulldogs and they were cats <laughs> but with no hair, <laughs> that like a, you would a naked love the squirrel. cat and a bulldog if had a baby. If the entirety of a pug's skin was just as scrunched as its face. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all can come for me, but I'm not a bulldog fan. We ain't gonna get into that. No. We'll fight. Well, being a dog groomer, (laughs) (laughs) ethically, I don't really... Well, Ethically, yes. Cute still. They are sweet babies. (laughs) (laughs) Kayla's gone awfully sad. I'm just... Listening. <laughs> I oh, how does the squat clean his folds? I want to know that. If I was born looking like Benjamin Button, I would want people to find me cute. So you know what? I'm gonna find bulldogs cute. Oh. Anyway, this is about cryptids, not bulldogs. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> we don't want to get hate from bulldog lovers. Yeah. I don't hate them. I just think ethically they shouldn't be bred. That's all. That's all. I actually, we're we're a dog breed podcast now. But I actually saw this dude. Or these people, this family, this company, I don't know, that are ethically, like... I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They're trying to reverse the pug by mixing it with Jack Russell's. Yeah, pugs, and they're doing, I want to say Frenchies. Okay. But they're, like, trying to reverse what all of, like, the inbreeding and the everything yeah. else is done by... They're mixing, pugs with, they're mixing pugs with Jack Russell's to give them longer snouts and longer yeah. legs and longer lives. Yeah. yeah. They were doing so. Bulldogs originally had longer legs and a little bit of a longer snout, but the reason that they were even bred to have that shorter snout in the first place was because they were bred to run at bulls' legs mm. and hit them head on to kind of hurt them. They were hurting dog, um, and now they can't even go on a walk. Now, what, what's like really sad? What's that one dog that we saw at the uh, um, fabric store? The one with the really long. Baby, <laughs> we talked about this one. Boy, sorry. Boy, sorry. Boy, sorry. The, now, the what, meme dog right yeah, now. Why, yeah, why, why don't you just dog. cross that with the pug? That'll... Thank you, you for you. Yeah. Because There's they also be too tall. The and hound, yeah. Yeah. They have long But no, that that thing, the only thing about that demon in art is it doesn't have enough warts. I'm like looking for the warts. Yeah. <laughs> it's all skinny. He's crying. Are they, underneath, are, they, <laughs> are they underneath the folds? They're in the rolls. They're in the rolls. Probably. Um, I mean, if I didn't. Body, it's. If I didn't have this one's a good one. I don't know who the artist is for this one, but he's a little bit more warty. If I didn't, a oh, lot more, you know. Sniffling. Wow, he's like Eeyore, but like if they did a yeah, horror. Eeyore. This looks Eeyore. like it's from Spiderwick Chronicles. That's yeah, what this one say, looks yeah. like. I mean, absolutely not. <laughs> but yeah, see. You, you now know three more cryptids that you didn't know before. Do you have pictures of the other ones? I do. Yes. The the moon-eyed people were really interesting, I think. was The description favorite. of the moon-eyed people. This is yeah. Braxy. I think this was drawn by one of the people who 
Yeah. We're there. It's more robot like. I can kind I was gonna of say it looks like yeah, it's it not looks super like a alien. Yeah. yeah. It, I, I can kind of look at it. I am, I have all of the um credits on my This looks like something being like Hollow Knight or something. Yeah, I could see that. Just very just round and friendly looking. Like I wouldn't run from that. I would be a little sketched out, but I would That's one of the chairs. I was expecting Satan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's one of the chairs. You know how you see there's like giant oversized like beach chairs like that you can just run a so, cross country road let's sit the kids mm-hmm. on it the the thing behind its head the little teardrop sort of thing spade spade if you want to call it that uh it kind of reminds me how it's done in this artwork like a halo like you know the depictions in like medieval. Oh, paintings. how the halos always go behind yeah. their heads. Yeah. That's exactly what it kind of reminds me of. Just yeah. like a. I kind of see it. This one, aliens or angels? Dark one. <laughs> Every time I see the big beach chairs, for some reason, I think of Kaylin. Like not you. Oh, like, I was like, what? No, it's um, my my best friend Emily. Uh, it's her brother's wife. Mm. and they took a picture like in a giant chair and they were like giggling and stuff and like i don't know that's just i think of i that was the first time i ever saw like a really big i was like why is it so big <laughs> so like every time i see a picture like that i think of Kaylin for some there's reason. one we were driving to spencer and andrew's wedding reception mm. uh so it's like you're heading towards cincinnati it's like miamisburg is it was it Miami? Anyway, we were driving Bird. it that way, and we kind of turned off and drove past one, and I was like, this is... Because I'd only ever seen them in, like, beachy towns. Yeah. Because it's like a beach chair. Yeah. But it's Miami's bird. <laughs> I was going to say, if you, if, you, if you had seen where Kayla and I grew up, mm. um, they're lawn chairs. They're not just for beaches. They are lawn chairs. Uh, <laughs> they are the green ones. Yep, they yeah. they are for the lawn. They are not yeah. just for beaches. I could see that. They That's aren't something. just for beaches, but they're also for the lawn here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't have beaches in Riverside. <laughs> we have lakes. We have lakes. Um, that picture with the chair, they look more Mayan in that, or it looks more Mayan. Yeah, like, It kinda. has like the Mayan sun halo and then like the very broad yeah. Uh, yeah. decoration around the chest and shoulders um, or Aztec. This is like the painted you can like put your head in there this is the ice cream shop yeah that goes back to the round and friendly face see it doesn't look scary there when in that sort of artwork it looks more like a light bulb like a christmas light bulb yeah yeah i would say that's accurate um and then this is the statue for the oh i've seen these i didn't know that's what it was for okay okay so I don't know where the beard comes into play. They look this. like um, re-deads from uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Yeah. Which is kind of what I was like thinking when you were describing things. it. I yeah. was thinking they kind of reminded me of QB dolls, honestly. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Um, I also found this when I looked it up, but I don't have any, mm. like, background to what this... Like, if this was made by someone, hmm. like, who had heard their story or if they found it, like, on an archaeological dig or something. Right. But I thought it looked pretty neat, so... I'm going to include it on the Instagram for you guys to look at. That's a re-dead from Ocarina of Time. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Just very... I do not like that. They're zombies. His body's fine. His face is weird. <laughs> the re-dead face. I'd say his face is fine. His body's weird. I want to say the butter re-dead face, face kind of like... <laughs> but for you, he's got a butter body. <laughs> based on a, like the burial mask. It is, yeah. Um, but it looks closer to that. Um, 
I'm looking at Braxy from Majora's Mask, and I'm trying to see if I can find anything. Oh, yeah, so it's the them. Or they, them? I'm not really sure. I have one picture. I'm not sure which game it's from, though. It's them, just so you know. Them. Oh. I mean, so they could be a they, them. The... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's Absolutely. one of the artwork. I think that might be Amagon. Maybe. Oh. Yeah, I googled them. Interesting. It is the same. Um... So I don't know what it is about them that the Japanese UFO culture was just like, yes, that is an alien. I don't know. There, there's a lot of um, Western influence things in Japanese culture, so that doesn't actually surprise me at all. No. I could go on a whole but, tangent that I won't go on, but I was gonna <laughs> say it. And it's like, like you, you things you wouldn't expect, like KFC. Yeah. yeah. Which that I mean, that that could actually be a uh, that could be, be another episode the KFC you don't know about that uh, oh there's a there's a there's a uh, curse. I know they like to eat it for there's a Christmas curse Eve that KFC the Colonel Sanders put on a baseball team in Japan in Japan I am not joking huh. it's an actual story the Colonel would never do something. the Colonel would do something like that. <laughs> Oh, he's guilty, apparently. It was the times. You put curses on people that didn't look like you. <laughs> but, but wait, was the colonel alive then? No, he was dead. He was alive during the time of Japan, yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but I'm thinking, like, the time when other countries knew about baseball in other countries. Yes. No. So, brief... He wasn't brief... alive when there were TVs, though, right? He died in, like, the 30s, yeah? So, Carl so, Sanders didn't die in the 30s. Brief... Like 60s? No. Brief, very brief sto- version of the story. We probably won't do an episode on it alone. Yeah. Uh, 1980. So, uh, <laughs> oh, there was a baseball team. They didn't have TVs in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh-uh. kidding. What are you There was a baseball about? team, or their fans or something like that, who threw a statue of Colonel Sanders into a, a river... And they ended up losing this game because of that. And they continued to lose the game until they dredged up every piece of Colonel Sanders from that lake or that river. I'm not even joking. It's a very weird story. Sports superstitions are amazing. Yes. Yeah. How did we go from squat to I don't know. KFC? I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just... I just don't want Here's a conspiracy. KFC That's tastes true. better in any other wor- place in the world except for the place where it came from. We are not sponsored by KFC. Like, I'm not. And you never will be now. <laughs> like, American KFC and Australian KFC. And I'm not just saying this as an Aussie because I've had New Zealand KFC too. And it's yeah. also like yeah. top notch. It's just not as good. It was better 10 years ago. There's Yeah, it was. I and don't know if it's the chicken livers. Or the, gi- the gizzards. Are you eating chicken liver? No, he does. I like chicken liver. Gerald. Duh. K.O. Put it in Gerald. Ray. Don't use Put his government name on a public podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's Not the gross. livers. Not the livers. Good. No. Good. No. If you eat liver, liver gets stronger. That's how it works. If you eat liver, what? Your liver gets stronger. Oh, no. (laughs) It's like hearts. It's absorbing their power. You eat the part of your enemies. (laughs) (laughs) Put the livers down. No. No. 
No, if KFC... you're enjoying eating livers, you really need to reevaluate your life yes. and seek help. We yes. love you. We care about you. We support you, but not for the livers. Not for the livers. No. For why? Why? Oh, I wasn't even dedicating that to him. He's a lost cause. I was talking Listen, to the listeners. As long as they're ethically <laughs> sourced and from a non-endangered animal, eat whatever part you no. want. Humans. <laughs> They're not endangered. They are not. We are. They are animals. If, as long as it is legal, ethically sourced. Hey, hey. Ethically sourced was legally, the important part. You can legally eat somebody. Can you ethically can. source it? Yes. Yes, actually, you can. Is it FDA approved? No. There you go. Some of it is. Some can be. What? You can donate. Yeah, you can literally no. say you can cut off. Oh, your, I can cut oh. off my leg right now and be. That like, sounds like I an episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've but heard, I've heard some stuff. No, KFCs are different. I was trying to say this. KFCs are different in every country. So like each country, well, this is the same for like every fast food place or whatever mm. um, that's around the world. Uh, they offer different things. Yeah. So for McDonald's in Japan, it's different. Like they mm. have a completely different menu. Like yeah. Malaysia's different. Like Spain's different. Oh yeah, big uh, the McBrecky Burger when we were uh, in Australia. That was new. You know I what? Seen that you need to explain that to me right now. What is that? I don't remember what was on it. <laughs> messy. I'm simple. Was it messy? Utterly was messy. It was, there was a lot on it. If I yeah, remember. it was like it was uh, barbecue sauce, yep. sausage, mm-hmm. eggs. Yeah, but our sausage is beef sausage, not yeah. pork sausage. Oh, that's just incorrect. <laughs> no, no, you can't even eat it. I so. <laughs> like it a lot more. Let me look it up. Um, <laughs> they have a new McDonald's breakfast burger that's the steak and egg. That's been around. In, in Ohio? That's yeah. Been yeah, yeah, yeah. I had one around. the other day. Well, so, like, good. the steak, egg, and really cheese good. bagel, like that. That's it, so off topic. It was. It well, was, they have the bagel, they have the griddle, yeah. they have the biscuit, and they have yeah. the muffin. Right. So, yeah, so they had it forever ago, and then people were like, bring it back. And so they were like, I guess. And so they brought it back, and everyone's so, happy. I wasn't happy because I, like, bit it, because I was like, well, yeah, because I love the sausage burgers in Australia because it's beef sausage. It has like a nicer taste. I don't know how else to describe it. I believe it. you. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, steak. Like, that's beef? Great. Yeah. Awesome. And I bit into it and there was onion. And I was like... So you know what I think the difference is too is from my limited knowledge of Australia, you guys <laughs> tend to prefer savory foods whereas like for, for me, especially part. being like, you know, southern culture family, right. we like sweeter foods too mm. so i prefer like maple sausage yeah, maple same. pork sausage i don't want no maple beef so for no. you liking the more savory foods and that being more but we don't have the mcgriddle so like i think Missing the out. beef sausage with the mcgriddle would not be as good i think no, the pork sausage works for the mcgriddle yeah because it's that mapley pancakey so the brekkie burger is it says it starts with a warm crisp hash brown, melting cheese, rasher bacon, and a freshly cracked egg. Finish with 100% Aussie beef patty and a generous dollop of barbecue sauce in between a toasted sesame seed bun. That's We're sponsored by McDonald's, guys. Please go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to see it. I want to see it. There's the news, friends. You heard it here first. It does no, look it's, delicious, it's actually. Really, it was it, good, but it, it was, was a lot of messy. But see that okay, as great as that looks, I would not eat it for breakfast. No, it's, I I agree. It's an and egg it, and like bacon. when they say a generous dollop, they were breakfast. Well, that's a brunch thing. food. I, I that's think, what that is. That's a brunch. Well, food. they gave you a bowl of McDonald's stops <laughs> serving breakfast in Australia at ten thirty unless it's like their everyday menu, which is like the, that's a brunch bagel, but with like sesame seed bun instead. No, so I got off the plane when I went home to visit my family, and I was like. 
I just, can we stop and get McDonald's? Because I haven't had that sausage McMuffin in so long. But that was like one of the, that was the third time I'd cried since I got to the plane. Oh. Like in 15 minutes, right? So Me. then we pick him up and he's like, well, I'm kind of, I could eat. And I was like, you're hungry? He's like, yeah, I mean, sure. So we stopped and we're looking and they have these, uh, Kiosks. Apparently now you can't even go up to the front to order. They have these kiosks where you like pick your food and whatever. And then it sends your order to the front. And then they're like, here's your food. And it's like, thanks. And we get in the car and he bites into it and barbecue sauce goes everywhere. <laughs> and I was already hesitant to eat in their car. It's like, I don't want to make a mess. I was like, and... yeah. <laughs> All right. He just like sticks his hand and makes he's just like... <laughs> wipes it everywhere. <laughs> yeah. My mom's sitting next to him in the back seat. Just, here's some barbecue sauce, mom. <laughs> but anyway. Just puts barbecue sauce Ends up too. making it look like the dumb and dumber bathroom seat. <laughs> oh, no. It's the everywhere. Daddy, or the it's daddy, everywhere. daddy daycare seat. Daddy daycare yeah. bathroom. It's disgusting. No. How did you get it on the ceiling? <laughs> that was Jay. Such a gimme. I'm I'm exposing you right now. That was you as a kid. Use this government name. You're outing him. I am. I'm outing you, and I'm taking your shoes. <laughs> walking home with you're bare walking feet. home barefoot. Seven miles both ways in the snow <laughs> uphill. He literally lives we across, across the apartment complex. Not that far away. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we hope you enjoyed this episode. We do. Um, if you've noticed, we have an intro now. We have an intro. intro. Song and video. And video. We're going to be posting a video on Thursday. We can actually discuss what day, Wednesday or Thursday. I don't know. Probably Thursday. Yeah. Um, for the first few weeks, it's just going to be like pictures with the audio, just yeah. while we get things figured out. Yeah. But we're really excited to kind of be back with bigger and better and more yeah. exciting things and hopefully the audio is so much better because we have dropped so many on these mics oh, and they yeah. are very nice although they gave us very much trouble in the beginning well <laughs> see if i'd have known that there was a gaming laptop upstairs yeah three we hours for like before we were figuring it out yeah we sat for like almost two and a half hours just being like why is it not loading it's just not loading and it was just can't can and then i could get it paired yeah and then i'd like go to hit like finish to like bump it up and yeah. we went upstairs and we talked about swords and job opportunities and killing people. To be fair, the reason else. I didn't mention the laptop is, you know, in the past I've found that if you recommend alternatives to Apple products to Apple owners, they oh, hit no. you. They hiss at you super no, bad. They don't. <laughs> yes, it's normally they the do. opposite. You hear that she just got defensive? Apple yeah. owner. No, dude. <laughs> no, they don't. You no. guys are the worst. Android. No, listen. <laughs> no, listen. Have you heard about our cameras? <laughs> no, listen, because I, I've i had the opposite experience with Android users. They are always like, ew, Apple panics. Oh, so yeah. Like, I Kayla, married Kayla, to one of these them. are called no. whataboutisms, and they're toxic. No, listen. So I went to Dunkin' Donuts, and I pulled out my Apple card, which is metal. It's really high quality. It's nice. And, or it's nice. And so... <laughs> And so Don't I gave swear, it. Don't swear, Damien. I swear like a sailor, and she has harped at me so bad about I just, you, you just. I cannot stress enough. You can't swear. I know you have a job, and you don't swear at work, and you're a fully functioning adult, but you can't swear. And then she's over here swearing. Can I get through the story? Can you? Is it about Apple? No. It's about Apple. So I pull up to Duncan, and I hand the girl my Apple card, and she was like, "Wow, this is so cool." 
what is it? And I was like, oh, it's my Apple card. She goes, oh, Apple. And then just like holds it. Like I just handed her a soggy diaper that was like pooped in and stuff. And she goes, oh, I Seven hate days Apple. Old. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, you can Listen, take my diaper, please. I, I will bad. see both. So my dad is hardcore Mac Apple stan. Mm. I'm married to a hardcore Android stan. I wouldn't say I'm hardcore. I've got an Apple phone right now. Yes. But how many tantrums did we have, Gerald, when we needed to get the Apple phone? Mm, Only exposed. three. Yeah. See, I wouldn't throw a tantrum because it just won't happen. (laughs) Well, we (laughs) very are very, very lucky to be on a phone plan with Jay's uh, Mm -hmm. parents. Yeah. So they say, here's the phone. And we say, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) However, it was easier to get and cheaper to get another apple phone put on the plan instead of a, a similar quality android and he did a lot of research and yeah. he realized that the apple was better once you put an otter box on it <laughs> yeah well yeah yeah because they're basically made of glass yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway yeah thanks so much guys and we'll see you next week <laughs> thank you for listening <laughs> bye 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 goodbye thanks for listening to the ghost tea podcast you can find us at Facebook at facebook.com slash ghost tea podcast or on Instagram at ghost tea underscore podcast. That's G-H-O-S-T-E-A podcast. If you have any topics you'd like us to discuss or just want to say hi, you can email us at ghostteapodcast at outlook.com.